subscribe to the podcast for Dream Games from the Game Master Collection, bring you 3D perspectives of Frank's skill range. I am the Jedi Master of this episode. Andrew, with me, our Padawan, Keith. Hello. And our Jedi Knight, Liz. Hey, guys. <laughs> Did you get my intro, Keith? Because I actually made you the noob. That's fine. This week was a listener pick, so thank you so much, Curtis, for recommending this. This week we did Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which always to me was a very mouthful of the name of a game. But this is brought to you by Respawn Entertainment, and I wanted to ask you guys, what game of Respawn have we played? Oh, gosh. Have you guys had an idea playing this game? I will. Not Rare Replay. So since both of you clearly looks very confused, I'll give you a hint. It's not on Game Pass. Any more than I'm guessing? Because you said we played no. it. It's just, it never was on Game Pass. Oh. I feel like I know this. Super Monkey Ball. I, I don't Your know. face says Apex right. Legends. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So, technically, this team that made this game created Titanfall, which is on Game Pass, but we don't play Titanfall. And Titanfall is in the same universe as Apex Legends. So... Any fan who have ever played Titanfall will kind of see a lot of similar of the parkour elements in this. But Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is you follow a young Jedi. This is a, takes place a little bit after Episode 3. It's between 3 and 4, if I'm pretty sure. It's a little bit after Order 66 is initiated and all the Jedi are taken out. And you were a young Padawan and you are fleeing the scene and you are... You're trapped on a scavenging planet, and you're basically trying to hide that you are a Jedi. But events happen, and you end up getting discovered. And you essentially go on an adventure trying to reestablish the Jedi Order. Going around, I will start whether this was a game or pass. And for me, this is definitely a game. At first, I didn't care for it because Star Wars games generally aren't very good. There hasn't been, like, in my opinion, a really solid Star Wars game since... Knights of the Old Republic, you know, Rogue Squadron, Jedi Outcast, like, uh, what was it, Star Wars Dark Forces, the first-person shooter. I love that game. But, uh, yeah, Star Wars games to me just are very kind of hit or miss. And now that Disney spot in Star Wars, all these games are supposed to be canon coming out from now on. And I was expecting this game to be like Jedi Outcast, in which it is not. It absolutely is not. So at first I didn't care for the game because I was expecting that, and this is something completely different. But once I got past that, I just learned that this is just actually a very good Star Wars game. I, I guess you're looking at me for, for my opinion on this. Um, I'm just not a big Star Wars fan. And I think that's what my biggest hurdle was with this game. Technically, it's it's a well-made game. The graphics are really good. and I, I didn't dislike playing it, but I just couldn't get into it at all because I just think I'm so disconnected. So it's a personal pass. I'm, I'm starting the year off with one of these. It's it's not for me, but if you like Star Wars games, I would recommend it to you. So there's that. See, today I was playing it, and I haven't played it for quite a few days, and I actually am switching it from a game to a pass. At first, I, I mean, I've seen some of the Star Wars movies with Andrew. I've seen like three of them. I mean, I think they're interesting and fun movies but I don't love them and I saw the Ewok movie when I was a kid so I love Ewoks but I actually thought the story was really compelling at the beginning I feel like it's not a spoiler because I mean it happens right at the beginning my favorite character died right away 
I like who's your favorite character, but he literally was. I know, in the I game know. For five minutes. But I mean, I, I thought the characters were interesting. The story was interesting, and the combat was really unique for me because I haven't played other Star Wars games, and using the lightsaber was really fun. But for me, what really killed it was the save mode, and then there was another glitch where I had to redo a bunch of what I've already done. And I mean, we'll get into it later. But I also playing on an older Xbox. Because Keith said the graphics were good. They were awful on my Xbox. And at the beginning, for some reason, that was great graphically. But the more I played the game, the worse the graphics got. So the fact that I had, like, enemies and uh, even during cutscenes, just people popping up out of nowhere. And so for me, it just, like, I ended up having to redo so many things because of glitches and stuff. It just, I ended up feeling like it was wasting my time. It sounds harsh, but that's just how I feel. (laughs) I, I guess, Keith, you made a good point. I guess I should have uh, also asked you guys too, or at least explained to our audience, our knowledge of Star Wars. So for me, I'm a big fan of the Star Wars universe. Uh, I wouldn't call me like a super fan or anything like that. I'm not like someone who can name the janitor on the 12th floor of the Star Destroyer. Like, I, I'm not that guy, but... But you know what it's called. So. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> like all the movies. I've read some of the now non-canon stuff. Like, I always enjoyed the Star Wars series. Liz... I had Liz, I forced her to watch the original trilogy. And then she said, you watched like the weird Ewok cartoon movie. It wasn't a cartoon. Oh, it wasn't? No. And then I watched one of the newer ones in theaters. I don't even remember what it was called. Oh, yeah. That's right. I made you go see Yeah, they're not bad by any means. I just like, I don't get excited about them. I don't know. And then Keith, you have what? Zero knowledge of Star Wars? Uh, yeah. My my knowledge of Star, Star Wars is basically... Star Wars. My Star Wars. <laughs> uh, my Star Wars knowledge is really cultural knowledge. I I get pretty much all the references because, you know, the big things. Oh, you know, the, the stormtroopers can't hit people with guns. And, you know, like I get that type of it, but I, I don't think I've actually sat down and watched a single Star Wars movie start to finish in my life, so... <laughs> Can either of you do a good Chewbacca impersonation? No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wits. <laughs> that just <sounded> so lazy. <laughs> Did you want to try this? I can't beat that. That's, all, that's okay. I, I, to be honest, that's what they sounded like in this game. I know that's getting a little bit ahead on... On sound and music and everything, but that's what they sounded like to me in this game. <laughs> so, the overall story, like I said, you're a young Jedi who basically you try to cut yourself off from the Force because you're trying to hide from the Republic because the Jedi are being hunted. And as I said, you end up getting discovered and you end up running into a ragtag group of people who are trying to help you reestablish the Jedi Order. And you are essentially going to planet to planet, and you're following this breadcrumb trail from another former Jedi who discovered essentially a list to reveal all the people who are a Jedi within the universe. And you're hoping to get that list in order to recruit them and create the Jedi Order. Overall, though, what did you guys think of the story? I mean, I, I, you, I asked you about this, and you had no idea what I was talking about. I couldn't get over the fact that I was just watching Ian Gallagher, who, if you're not familiar, is just a character from a show, Shameless, who is who the main character is modeled off of, and it just threw me off. But that's that's not the main point. I thought the story <laughs> was 
all right, I couldn't really get invested in it again because I'm just not really big on Star Wars. So it's just like, all right, cool, Jedi's pew pew and some fighting and some weird aliens um but it it was decent enough and and i think liz said like you didn't feel like i needed to know anything about star wars i just didn't care (laughs) (laughs) i like the fact that it had forrest whitaker oh yeah like I, i don't think they did the greatest like i said with my xbox graphically who knows but i don't the likeness wasn't there and but when i heard his voice i mean it looked like him but not like you know with other video games i'm like oh it's that actor i was I like, it Is like it? Him. they even had the lazy eye yeah <laughs> I, 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 I can't even remember his name but immediately i was like oh i know that guy ah oh, lazy well, eye no, i thought it looked <laughs> kind of like him but then it wasn't until his voice came that i like knew for sure i was like oh my gosh i can't believe they got him but then you told me that he's in the, a movie. Yeah, a Star Wars movie. So overall, yeah. this game was very well cast. Yeah, even if I didn't necessarily like all of the casting choices. So for me, <laughs> I did not like the overall story. The overall story of you trying to find this list and create the Jedi Order, I did not care. So, like I said, since Disney now owns Star Wars, they said any sort of media, games, books, whatever, is going to be canon now and part of the overall universe because. Before Disney owned Star Wars, there was a, just a bunch of literature and everything all over the place. Some of it's like fan fiction, some of it's not. So Disney decided to say, we're going to get rid of all that from now on. Everything's canon. Everything's part of the universe. So because of that, I knew this game wasn't going to do anything radical. You're not going to find out, oh, Luke Skywalker has a twin or something like that. Like there's not going to be some cool revelation. So for me, I did not care for the overall story. I was like, this is probably going to be a pretty disappointing ending. And sure enough, it was just me but i love the characters i thought all the characters was incredibly well casted well acted i i thought everyone's backstory is really cool the character engagements like liz i mean it's a perfect testament because you said your favorite character died within the first five minutes the fact that they created they had such engaging characters that within just having this character that who honestly probably had 20 lines you instantly loved him and he was one of your favorite characters and i think it just shows that the writing overall of the game was so good. Just the overall story I thought was, eh. I did really like the the ship captain. I can't remember his name. Grizz. Grizz. He's very funny. Yeah. yeah. That's, why, oh, I, yeah, that's he... why I liked him. He was just always just sarcastic, snappy, irritable. Yeah. But as the game goes on, though, like, you get some really kind of touching moments with him and really kind of learn more about him. And then I'm assuming neither of you guys got to either, but you go to the planet Darthor. Damathor. But you end up going to Darthor, and you actually end up recruiting another character. And her whole backstory is amazing, and she's also, like, a fantastic character. Anybody that was in this game, I just thought was well-written. Even the villains, I was really engaged with. So, yeah, I think the character stories, I, I wanted more of. Love the cutscenes. It doesn't surprise me that you gave this game a pass, Liz, because the overall gameplay is very much Dark Souls. Well... To be fair, I actually liked a lot of the gameplay. My biggest complaint is that with the save points, you have to rest, and then all the enemies respawn. There's no fast travel, which I feel like these points would have been fantastic oh, for Oh, this game needed a fast travel. I fully agree with that. A That's my biggest percent. complaint. And especially, like, the maps are pretty big. And for me, too, like, this game is really hard to play if... 
you have to like stop it every once in a while. Like I don't play like long runs of games. So for me, it's like I would start playing, the baby would wake up and then I'd have to stop and then I'd lose my progress. And at one point there was a glitch and it brought me back to my ship and said that I completed my mission but I, could, I couldn't do anything else there, but I could explore or something along those lines. So then I restarted my Xbox. I'm uh, sorry, I restarted the game and it brought me back to where I originally was, but I lost all my progress. And so for me, I just felt like the game was like so buggy. And that's my main complaint. The combat itself and the gameplay, I actually liked. I like getting the new powers, like the, um, the pull, the slow, all those types of things. Yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely agree that the save points were not good as far as like the game doesn't do a good job just auto saving at a lot of different points where a lot of games do that these days i do agree that there's the saves were few and far between i didn't mind the whole aspect of the enemies respawning mostly because it only impacted you if you were going backwards or if you decided to go backwards for any reason but yeah as long as you were pushing on forward the enemies that you haven't fought yet respawning isn't an issue. So I didn't mind it too much from that aspect, but it would be annoying or it was kind of annoying when you go through and then you take a little more damage than you wanted in say the first fight. And your option was to either use your health, sp- your little health needle things and hope Stim. you can make it to the next save or go back and then just do that fight over again. Yeah. I wish there was a way that you could heal yourself, even if they made it hard because there are actually like some places where there is different directions you could go. And so I would have to go back to other areas. And for me, I don't think that the, the enemies were interesting enough that I wanted to fight them again. And they introduce a lot of like, like bugs and weird creatures and stuff that you fight. But overall, like it wasn't interesting enough that I wanted to redo it. And especially there was a, uh, I don't want to call it boss fight. The first planet at the end, that robot, mm-hmm. that was the most tedious <laughs> boss fight. Do you guys remember that? Wait, no. Is it just like one of the basic st- like golems? It was like right outside your ship, and there was like this big what the like AT oh the AT yeah ATST ATST. Oh, I thought it was so tedious. Oh, that thing was it easy. Was I little. thought it was a little easy. Easy, but, but like it was the same. Like I, it, it I feel like tedious. it took a while. Yeah. For me to just be doing the same thing over and over again, like I didn't really have to be tactical. It was just like, okay, buddy, like shoot the things at me. <laughs> yeah, I would just kind of wait for it to drop its little grenades, run up, hack it to bits, run away, and then rinse and repeat. So it yeah. Seem like I didn't, I didn't get the vibe of Dark Souls. I mean, I, I. Yes, in the aspect of you're 100% melee and it's all about parrying and timing. Outside of that, I mean, the, the f- combat wasn't overly difficult. That was where it no. wasn't very Dark souls it, It's 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 a Dark Souls light. So it's not as punishing and brutal as Dark Souls or, in Liz's case, so you remember, it's like Ashen. Ashen. Um, yeah, where you have the very limited save points. You go there, that's where you heal, that's where you can replenish your potions. That's where you go to level up your character. How it's more of a light version is, yes, the combat's not as brutally unforgiving as Dark Souls. Like, normally in Dark Souls, when you're running around, like, randomly a a boulder will just come and crush you and instantly dead. The game's not like that. If you fall off the cliff, you just take a little bit of damage, but it puts you right back back on the ledge. Oh, yeah, because you also, like, if you die, you have to go back and fight that enemy. Yes, but that's the other nice thing, too, where it's also a bit more forgiving. Yes, if you are killed by an enemy... An enemy will become yellow, and you have to go back, and all you have to do is hit them. And if you hit them, you get all your XP back, and you get full health, 
in full force. Like you, everything is instantly returned from just hitting the enemy. So it's nice if you're playing a boss fight because if you're damaged and you get to the boss fight and you hit the boss, you kind of get like a buff where you're instantly fully healed again. But um, it's also not as like punishing because if you die, you only lose your progress to the next level. If you already have a couple skill points, you keep those skill points forever. Like they don't take them away. Like you can't lose them. You only lose your progress to the next level, which isn't very hard. It's not hard to level up in this game, but also too, I didn't see much of a reward like leveling up. I mean, yeah, there was like a little bit. A little bit lame to me. I a thought. little bit, yes. You you could play this game right at the beginning and fight the final boss. You're not leveling. It's not like an RPG where you're leveling up your character and you're getting more attack damage stuff like that. You're increasing your overall health. You're getting some new combat moves, but overall, it's pretty minor. You could easily, if you're skilled enough, you could beat the boss right away. Uh, granted, you don't have the option to instantly travel to the boss, but I'm just saying, like, you don't get stronger as the game goes on, which to me was kind of disappointing. But at least I think the combat itself was so fun and very skill-based that I enjoyed the combat. I also wanted to bring up um, that when you're running around and stuff, things will be a certain color if you can do something with it or if it's blocked for you. So if you go up to something and it's red, you you don't have that ability yet or yeah. whatever. And then if it's blue, you know that you can. And then I felt like the map was very easy to figure out where you're going and yeah. everything. And I remember at one point I was playing the game <laughs> and there was an ice slide. <laughs> kind of like in Mario, like the this Mario 64, that one. And you, you really had to be careful. And Andrew's like laughing at me too. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this up. You love to just bring up any moments where I fail. Such a good gamer that like when you were teasing me because I kept dying. And so I'm like, okay, just do it for me then because this is just annoying. Like I know I can do it. Because I, I think you had to like grab onto a rope and then swing. And Andrew did way worse than me. I How many times did you die? I didn't die at all. How many times did you fall off into the abyss? <laughs> I don't know. But I, he said it was because the controller was drifting. <laughs> mm, classic I love you just love belittling that me the on the only, podcast every time. That was the only slide that I really had difficult with. Otherwise, they did introduce these like cool elements um, and traversal that I thought was really nice. See, I I kind of got a vibe of Tomb Raider a lot with this game. Or the a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah, which... this game is compared to, like I feel like, like 50 games if you go online everyone compares it to different games it's weird yeah tomb raider was where i was thinking just especially with like the the little slide sequences and things like that i don't know just kind of felt like that to me but yeah, yeah. i also wanted to bring up i don't know if this happened to you but when i was fighting enemies sometimes the camera would just go spastic and i would just see the back of my head that just happened to you. It happened, that never happened to me. a lot. Like, the camera would just shift for no reason, and I thought it was really annoying. <laughs> I think it's... You also struggled to remember to lock on to enemies. True. <laughs> but, like, for instance, if I kill an enemy and someone's swinging and I go to immediately block, like, it shouldn't penalize me and just make it the camera, like, just where I can't see anything. I don't know. That just happened to me a lot. And then I also wanted to bring up the horrible awful ridiculous loads <laughs> and this is something i brought up earlier where like the different xboxes have you know, different graphics load times uh, i originally played on is it the s the one s yes the one s and i would just like 
just go online and start doing stuff waiting for it. It was that long. It was awful. I would not play this game on the 1S. The I will say the load times to me definitely were a lot more noticeable when you played on the 1S. Partially for me, I, I don't think there's too much loading. I mean, if you're dying a lot, I could see where it'd be frustrating. But it's, but it's also everything with the 1S. It's the graphics. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is a bit early, but I was telling Andrew, there was a moment where the char- main character, his red hair just started, like, seeping into the water in these, like, block pixels. And then, like, even cutscenes, like, random characters would pop up. It just, it's a different experience. Yeah, I'd, I play on my 1X. And I didn't notice any of that. I do think the load times are a bit are a bit long, but it was like Andrew said, I really only most noticeable if I went through a period of like you know dying a couple times within ten minutes where it really bothered me. Otherwise, I felt like the game did a good job of hiding cuts or hiding load screens with cutscenes, and then at the same time, just really you didn't load much while you're going, or even for that matter, where it was sometimes annoying it would actually go through the full 30 seconds to ride an elevator instead of just yeah. doing a loading screen, which was, I don't know, a choice they made. I don't know if it was good or bad, but it was a decision. <laughs> you can spin around in circles while you just stand there in the elevator. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's loads of fun. And just watch your character kick at the ground. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That was kind of annoying. But, uh, I mean, I guess it's a little bit of a tip, but if you do play in the original Xbox, the One S... Since Liz is saying, yeah, some of the characters do kind of take a while to load in and pop in, you could actually skip sections because it'll load your character in and start the game up before maybe some of the enemies are fully populated. But there's actually some reports of people who are just like, oh, this part, just load in and run past the enemies before they load in. You can skip this whole section. Oh, see, that it kind of happened for me, but like the I would run by and I knew there were enemies that were supposed to be there. And as I was crossing where they were, then they popped up and immediately bit me. So that didn't work for me at all. <laughs> You're not fast enough. I was running. I was pushing that. <laughs> but I will say, I actually really enjoyed the traversal in this game. So this is very much where you can feel the history of Titanfall. Because you can wall run, swinging. You know, you can uh, wrap up walls a little bit. But I actually really enjoyed the traversal. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's not just constant fighting enemies. I thought the world exploration in this game was actually pretty cool. Yeah, it felt a little too linear. Like, it was just, you either could or you couldn't do something. But I do agree, it was it was alright. added some it, variety. I agree with that, Keith. But I'm actually glad that it was a bit more linear. Because, as you said, Liz, these maps are very big. And if it was just, like, an open map... I feel like this would be so much more hard, like more difficult to figure out where you needed to go, where your objective was. You can, when you're playing a map, you can kind of see that there's these paths. Oh, if you go through this path, you're going to go through the village and then through the tunnel and blah, blah, blah. If you go this path, you go to like the frost caves. So like you could clearly see like paths are designed and I at least made it easy to figure out where you need to go for your objective. But then why make it so you do have to go back? Like for instance, like there's an ability that I got in the first world and they make you go back to to open things. So if it's like, if you're not going to do a fast travel, then why do that? Uh, yeah. And some of them are shortcuts. So it looks like there's more for you to do than there really is. But sometimes there are hidden things that you don't have the ability yet, and then you have to go back. Yeah. There's just a lot of collectibles you can do. And so this game obviously encourages you to go back once you get new abilities to go with collectibles. I don't know about you guys. I did not care for the collectibles. I mean, no. I didn't really do much with it because, yeah, it was like, 
ooh, you can get a different coat. Ooh, you can have a different yes. sleeve for your lightsaber. I, I'm not looking at my freaking lightsaber. Yeah. I, I was like, I don't care about any of that. If I could have got more colors for the lightsaber, that would have been kind of cool. But you're only limited to two and one that I think you can pay for with DLC. I, was like, I don't care about that. So, Nope, that is wrong. Uh, eventually, farther in the game, uh, you get you do get different lightsaber styles. So you first start off with a single blade. The double-bladed lightsaber isn't mandatory so you could actually end up missing it once you get force pull i believe uh if you go back to the starting planet of uh braca you find the workshop and you can get a double bladed lightsaber and then after that eventually you get dual wielding lightsabers and once you get the dual wielding lightsabers it opens up like 10 different colors for you oh uh, okay but that's it is significantly farther in the game okay that makes sense yeah i definitely did not get that far yes because this game is actually also very long. Uh, not to uh, get too far ahead, but the time to beat for the story is over 16 hours just for the main story. So this is a pretty hefty game. And that's without glitches, so. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I, I hated that everything was just like cosmetic. I, I shouldn't say everything. There were golden chests that actually would increase your overall number of like stims you can get to heal yourself. Those were useful, but there's not a ton of them. And they're very hard to find. And it wasn't like well like telegraphed as to where they're hidden on maps and stuff like that. So those are the only things worth getting. Yeah, majority of the time you're just getting different poncho colors and different lightsaber bits. But they don't affect the lightsaber at all. It's just strictly cosmetic. And then every once in a while too you get echoes where you kind of get these weird audio clips of like what happened in the area. Also, I thought were wildly boring. Did not care. The only exception is on the second planet of... Uh, Zephyr? Zephyr? I'm having a hard time pronouncing it. I already forgot majority of these planet names. But there's actually this whole side section where you're exploring a crash Star Destroyer and you're actually learning the history of like a Jedi Master and her Padawan fighting through and learning about what they were going through during Order 66. And that whole section was actually really cool. And it was completely optional. And it was really cool to kind of explore a destroyed Star Destroyer, but but besides that, yeah, I thought the collectibles were really boring. Sorry for my, my rant there. Oh. But I also did want to bring up another point, Liz, that you talked about you know, with, when you talked about fighting the ATST. And I thought the boss fights were really boring. I didn't care for them. Some of them were kind of interesting, but overall I thought they were very frustrating. Normally when you fight enemies, you can clearly see when an enemy is going to attack or when an enemy is doing a non-blockable attack that you have to dodge. When it came to boss fights... I felt like the bosses were just, like, pulling stuff out of their butt, and it was hard to figure out what I could dodge, what I could parry, what I had to use a force ability on. I did not like the boss fights. Same? Yeah, I mean, I don't... As far as the boss fights go, I don't think I fought a lot of bosses, so maybe that's part of my issue, but I... Yeah, I never found myself, like, overly excited about any fighting in this game, quite honestly. Um, Yeah, I was just trying to think if I had how many I'd fought. Cause like, there were also like these little like mini bosses, like in the world that I was just at, there was one guy that, I mean, he was black. Everybody else was like, hold on. Whoa. Yeah. That's racist. <laughs> let me, let me rephrase that. that I'm on. The uniforms are white, like the stormtroopers. Yes. And then there was one that had like a purple lightsaber. Oh, the and purge he troopers. Was dressed in black. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. And he was different than the rest of them. And he did this like twirl attack. 
But I mean, like, I mean, it was supposed to be harder, but it was just more, like, tedious. Yeah. I just had to block more. As I say, I don't know if those were bosses. And that's the other thing is, I don't they weren't. know I don't how know many. I call it. it said it was like a mini boss because he's, like, harder than everybody else that you're fighting, but he's not really. Yeah, because I don't know, honestly, how many big bosses I fought now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I, th- I guess probably where you guys were, you probably yeah. fought, yeah, just ATSC. You were close to yeah. fighting one of the Inquisitors at the end of Kashyyyk, which it sounds like you both were kind of getting near there. Yeah, I think I was looking you fight for the, the other temple. Inquisitor. Yeah. There's not a ton of boss fights. There's like four, five. So, yeah, you're not doing a ton of them. I mean, I think the combat's fun. I really love the combat because it's, it is, you feel great in like, and it feels rewarding when you actually like take out a whole troop of stormtroopers or fight a bunch of creatures and you take very little damage. This game is very skill-based. you got to get your parries down, your blocks, your dodge. And that's what I liked was the difficulty settings too. When you start the game, it actually has, what, four difficulties? And it shows you what each difficulty does. Like, oh, enemies will have less health. The time in order to do a parry is like wider when you're playing on a lower difficulty. Like Liz, I think you were playing on the easiest... I don't remember. <laughs> I think, but it was very forgiving to do a parry. Yeah, I think I honestly only did one level up from the easiest. I think, yeah, I did the second one. And maybe this is part of the issue, but yeah, I, and maybe why I didn't find it too exciting. I just did a lot of button mashing. I'm not saying it was overly successful, but it wasn't <laughs> exactly hindering me either. I was getting by for the most part without too much struggle. So I just... I didn't find myself being all that strategic aside from my timing of blocking bullets, which even was pretty easy. That wasn't very difficult, but that could be because of my difficulty settings, I suppose. Uh, I think I did Jedi Master, because I think Mm. the hardest is Grand Master. So I did did the one just below the hardest. See, I did easiest um, just because I knew it was a long game, so I wanted to be able to advance faster. The nice thing, too, is you can actually change the difficulty mid-game, too. So if you're playing and you're into certain sections that are way too hard, that's the other thing that I think is really nice and very forgiving on this game. But I I think the combat's very rewarding. But it's surprising for how long this game is. There actually isn't a ton of planets. I think you visit six different planets. They're all very unique and different. And I absolutely loved the design of the planets. I think the graphics overall for Fallen Order is really good. I thought the character models specifically, they did a fantastic job having the characters look exactly like the actors. And I think that's why I really enjoyed the characters, is just how good the graphics were, how good it conveyed the emotions of them. I know, Keith, you feel differently because of the main character, but... Well, see, that's the thing. is, And it's, it's a weird way of saying that it's because they did such a good job of it, because... His character in in the show, I at least personally, I just always felt like he has a weird face that he just always looks like he's gonna <laughs> cry, and that's what it always looked like in this too. And it, I was just, it, it was very off putting for me. Like, just I don't know, you have no emotion, you just always look sad, no matter what's happening, you look sad. Um, but they did do a fantastic job of of really making him look the way he looks in real life. Uh, and on the one X, I was actually very impressed with his hair. The funny thing yeah. is, is it's like only his. Everyone else is like, eh, we kind of tried to work on that, but we just we gave him really short hair so we didn't have to. But his was like Monsters Inc. like level of you know ten million hairs or whatever. 
Well, the, there's only essentially two human characters majority of the game. That's true. Your character and then your your companion. But I mean, and, and her hair was just like a short cut. So they're actually, you do go a flashback scene and she has like wicked long dreads, like straight up old school Whoopi Goldberg kind of dreads. And it looked really good. I, I was impressed with the hair. All right. Well, at least I they did it across the board then. I really wish I watched you play on your Xbox because you guys are talking about great graphics and I'm like, the majority of mine were really bad. Except for the beginning part of the game, like, that was good. And then after that, like, I felt like the character models were just kind of, like, blurry and I I don't know. I, I guess I won't really comment on it because I, I feel like I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I love the diversity of the planets, too. The different, um, like, little creatures and stuff. Yeah. And to me, you, like, you find, like, a bug that explodes after you kill it, and it's, like, that's a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> the spiders yeah. and... Yeah, when you go to Dathomir, like, just about everything there is trying to kill you. Um, they have, like, those ram things. Yeah. Oh, those are annoying. Yeah. Those are always one of my most annoying fauna to fight. But, and of course, too, I always love that any Star Wars game just about you go to... You always got to visit Kashyyyk. You always got to go to the planet of the Wookiees. And sure enough, this game has, yeah, you, of course, go to Kashyyyk and try to liberate the Wookiees. But to me, it's always kind of funny. Like, that's always such a go-to planet in any Star Wars game. Got to go to Kashyyyk. Got to see the Wookiees. I, I wouldn't have ever known. That's one thing I wanted to tell you. I know Wookiees. And, <laughs> and that was actually one of the places I thought they did a terrible job with hair. And I Oh, get, yeah, I agree. I the get Wookiees that they did couldn't. not look good. They couldn't exactly, you know, put a fine detail into the a full body of hair. Fine. But my gosh, it just looked <laughs> terrible. And they looked like claymation practically walking across the screen. And even the noises, like, I know what a Wookiee sounds like. I can't do it clearly. But it does not sound like what that, those things sounded like. That was that was not good. I, I do agree. I thought the Wookiees were kind of underwhelming. And Sebrestic, too, even when you go to Kashyyyk, you don't see a lot of them. You, you see a couple when you free them from prison. Because it was hard to yeah. draw them. <laughs> That's probably the reason. <laughs> Just make one good one and copy and paste it. I don't care. But yeah, I, I thought overall the presentation of the graphics was really, really good. Um, oh, and another thing I'm surprised none of us talked about yet. Uh, sorry, Keith, kind of taking your segment a little I bit. I know you're a little but early. I'm surprised none of us mentioned uh, BD1. Oh, BD1. I thought so about BD1. Cute. I forgot. He's the best. Or she. It's the best. I don't know. It's a yeah. robot. I don't know why, like, little robots are so cute. I I thought it was kind of cheesy that its name was BD, because I, I felt like they were trying to go with Buddy. Oh, I thought it was trying I to be like little that. bitty one. No, little was... bitty robot. <laughs> I, I got the vibe of Buddy. But I, I thought that was kind of weird, but it is it is so weird that it's a robot that just it just makes beeps and boops, but it's like ah. Oh. You like desperately want a dog after you like play the game. You're yeah. Like... Oh, uh, but there was one segment in the game that actually made me laugh because to me, all a robot makes is beeps and boops, and it, somehow in the Star Wars universe, everyone can understand robots. But I love there's actually the uh, character you get from Dathomir. The robot goes up to her and like is clearly looks like it's trying to have a conversation and she just stares at the robot and goes, I have no idea what you're saying to me. <laughs> and like that actually made me laugh. Because it's like it's always assumed in the Star Wars universe everyone just understands robots for whatever magical reason, even though all the boops and beeps sound the same. But I just thought it was funny. She's like, I have no idea what you're saying to me. 
But yeah, I, I to me and like and I think that's just as another great thing that the game does is just the audio of Star Wars. It, this sounds like Star Wars. The lightsabers, the swooshing of it, the blasters, the robots beeping. It it. Oh, and the music. The music was fantastic. It was very epic yes. during certain scenes. Iconic. Star Wars, yeah, Star Wars has such iconic music. And there's clearly some new music with this. It's, they obviously have some of the classic Star Wars music in it. But it all just felt like Star Wars. This is clearly a game that was made by people who love Star Wars and know Star Wars. And, I yeah, the audio I absolutely loved. Yeah, I know. I, I Again, it's one of those things where... Without watching the movies, I know the music of Star Wars, at least in a lot of ways, and I know what it sounds like, and I know what it feels like, and yeah, I, it always had that vibe, no matter where I was, whether I was just like walking around a swamp, or in the middle of a fight, cutscene, whatever it was, it just seemed to always fit, so yeah, and if you're like a big Star Wars nerd, I'm sure it's on Spotify, so I'd say probably go give it a listen. I also like too that sometimes the enemies will actually say like oh we see you down there to kind of warn me because like sometimes i didn't see the enemies but i would hear that and be like oh i'm within range of somebody right now (laughs) so i feel like it's really good to like definitely like listen to the audio of this yeah and i mean with such amazing like voice acting and i mean overall acting the game you definitely should yeah be listening and have some headsets with this game it's it's a lot of fun then of course the next thing i want to talk about was the achievements which overall for me i thought were kind of disappointing uh, they're, they're just okay. You have a handful that kind of challenge you to do some things like kill three enemies with a single lightsaber, you know, block so many lasers, perfect dodge so many times. It, to me, they were just overall tedious and they also weren't really rewarding. This game's over 16 hours and my final score was 515. I didn't like that. I like it when they drip you, I like it when they drip feed achievements or they have some really fun ones, but I, I don't know. I just... I got 4 out of 39 with a whopping 85. It wouldn't let me look your guys up. I feel like every single week it won't let me. I completely forgot to look up what I had, but I can tell you it was not good. It was probably something <laughs> in the ballpark of what Liz had. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I mean, I did not get majority of my game to score until literally about the end. Every achievement you, you can get within the game at first is like worth like 10 points, and it's not until like you beat the game where you actually get like a solid chunk. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Unless you really want to play for like 16 hours, I wouldn't recommend this game for achievement hunters. But I mean, I will say at least achievements aren't like punishing. They're just a little tedious. Nothing too crazy. Uh, then I guess getting into our final thoughts. Well, I do have one other thing. Oh, oh, <laughs> if sorry, you don't Keith. mind. It, the the classic ahead. segment. For this weekend, another thing though, I have a very interesting trivia. At least I thought it was because I looked it up because I looked up the IMDB for this game. Deborah Wilson is the voice actor for Siri. Again, I think we were trying yeah. to figure this out. She's been in, I think, I was trying to count it up. As far as I can tell, at least five games in the last year that we have done. Could you name two of them? Maybe not this last year specifically, actually. Just done of all I time. Actually, I saw that on IMDb that she was in a ton of games, and I didn't look through them. But I looked her up because I was I was like, have I seen her? She looked very familiar. She did. I I, well, she she to me she looked. I actually looked this up at IMDb too, and I'm trying to remember. I, I think I remember one uh, specifically. But yeah, she was a character. Like I'm like I swear I've seen her in TV shows or movies or something like that. She actually doesn't have a huge like real acting career. No, not uh, overly. It's mostly I mean, like, video game acting. Yes, that's what I meant. Or voice I acting, mean, like an actual real acting job kind of thing. 
Uh, yeah, it's mostly video game kind of stuff, which is so. What was your guess? Good. Gears of War, right? Yeah, it was one of them. Gears Five doesn't look like yeah. she played any big characters. It says Cog Soldier, Onyx Guard, NPCs. So, got yeah. a background, but she was in Gears Five. Uh, and then there was another one. I remember being really surprised, but I can't remember. You said it's games we covered. These are games we covered. There's a lot more that you might have even played, but not necessarily ones that we've covered. Halo, Halo Wars. Um, I didn't see that, but I probably have to go back further. She probably no, I was. was. I was just guessing. I don't I know. know. She probably was. <laughs> Which ones are you missing? Uh, let's see. So just going back with games that are actually because they're somewhat new games too. She was in the Outer Worlds. She was Sophia Akande. That's right. Yep. She was in Indivisible. The Snake Queen, which I found oh, wow. surprising. Remnant from the Ashes. She's Liz 2, Ella, and Pan Thunder Tusk. Rage 2. I think, again, kind of an NPC. Goon Assault, Jazz Spinner, Deb Wintermute. Yeah, that's and that's just to name a few. Just Cause 4, who did that. She was Izzy. Yeah, so Man. she's like a very big voice actor, so... Pay attention, you've probably, probably heard her voice a lot. Yeah, this is probably why, to us, like, she was so recognizable, but we just couldn't put our finger on, like, things she's been in, because we constantly hear her voice. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. But, uh, so I guess getting wrapping up and getting to our final thoughts. Uh, so for me, like I said, I love this game. I love Star Wars Jedi Knight, or Jedi Fallen Order. At first, I was disappointed. It took me a while to really kind of warm up for it. My friend let me borrow his copy a while ago, and I played, like, the first planet or two, and I was just like, eh, okay. I was just disappointed, because to me, I was expecting, like, a successor to Jedi Outcast, which I love that series, and it wasn't. Like, this game, I was expecting to be arcadey, and it's very slow, tactical, really kind of skill-based, and, you know, a bit of a Dark Souls-esque type of game. But once I really started to, like, learn about the characters, and I got the combat down, I love this game. I couldn't put it down. I thought the combat was incredibly rewarding. Any cutscene with the characters' interactions, I love. The audio is great. I highly recommend it if you do like kind of the Dark Souls esque type of gameplay. I understand this isn't for everyone, um, but you don't also have to be a big Star Wars fan. Some of my co-hosts, as you can hear, like they didn't need to know Star Wars to enjoy it. I recommend this game. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm gonna give it a solid ninety. Oof. So, <laughs> I just love the oof. I mean, that's uh, just deep sigh. Here we go. See, I feel like I feel like that you're giving yourself way too much credit about your Star Wars nerddom. And yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm not too I'm not too afraid because I'm a nerd in my own ways. But, I'm giving myself too much credit, so I'm not that big of a fan. Or maybe I said that wrong. You're, you're, you're saying you're not that big of a fan. And I think you're a way bigger fan than you are. I mean, I, I really like Star Wars and there's, I love and there's, sci-fi. No. And there, I, and I'm not saying that there's even anything wrong with it. I just think you, you're like, Oh, I'm not a big Star Wars guy. You've read books. You've watched all the movies. <laughs> you love this stuff. And that's fine. And I feel like that's where that nineties coming from. No. Cause here's the thing. I, as I said, the music is fantastic in this game. It fits and feels Star Wars from at least everything I know and have heard of Star Wars music. The sound effects are actually really good, scored well, the voice acting as well. They have a really good cast that they did a very good job with the graphics on. Everything looks really good. 
I didn't love the gameplay as a whole, but it's it's fine and it's good. Story's <laughs> alright even. I just don't care for Star Wars. So I am still going to give it an 80, but I just couldn't get excited about it because it wasn't Star Wars. Or because it's Star Wars, and I don't do Star Wars. I don't know. If it could, it could have been a different universe, I think I might have liked this game a lot better. Also, I, I forgot... I did not care for the like the progression. I I didn't even I don't think I pointed that out when you were talking about that. I couldn't stand that it felt like nothing got better. That like yeah. that was what I think killed the gameplay for me. So I'm sticking by my 80. But yeah. So to quickly defend myself, I don't think I, my 90s biased because like I said, I didn't think the I did not care for the overall story. It being Star Wars and trying to build the the Jedi, you know, order again. I did not care for that story. For me, it was strictly characters. That's why I think my answer, my nineties, not bias. Mm, mm, okay. <laughs> mm, okay. So I think I'm gonna give this game a seventy-five. I feel like, I mean, a lot of people still play on the older console. I just um, upgraded to Andrew's old one. Yep, my one so X. Now that I finally I'm, got the Series X. Yeah, now that I'm playing it, it, it's a little bit better. But, I mean, I just have to go based off of my experience and just give it... For me, it's generous. Um, I mean, right now I'm playing a 360 game, and I, I think it's way better like right now than playing that game. Um, you can only have so many hang-ups and... Uh, I don't know. I really liked a lot of elements of the game, but I just think it was overshadowed by um, by bugs and just... Ugh, I, don't, I don't even know. <laughs> I sound negative, but I actually... When I first started playing this game, I'd say like the first um, hour or two, I really liked it. I was like, oh, I want to give this a good score. And then everything from the, the graphics to like... I, I just everything just kind of like slowly started going downhill. And also like for like... I, I lifestyle is the right word but the the way that I play video games like I, I'm busy and like I get interrupted all the time like a game really has to wow me for me to want to have to replay crap over and over again and for me it, it just wasn't at that level but yeah uh, so 75 I don't think it was a bad game but but looking at Metacritic 81 and 8.2 somebody wrote <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> somebody wrote in French or oh, somebody wrote in English. Um, oh, no, no fourth co-host. I'm sorry. Um, solid entry in the Tomb Raider franchise. Lara <laughs> looks and sounds a little funny and now only has a glowing sword, which floats right through stuff and makes combat a bit repetitive. But these are modern times and otherwise it's business as usual. Um, but it was a compared to a lot of games, like a lot, a lot. Um, so I've never heard of like Sekiro. Um, oh, Sekiro. Sekiro. Which is another Asylum. type of Dark Souls esque game. Yeah, uh, Zelda puzzles. I mean, like it was compared to like everything. And then someone said that um, they like the lightsaber combat and it handles better than any previous Star Wars game. Which I was wondering if you agreed with that because I I obviously haven't played any. I think so. Yeah, because like as much as I love um, Jedi Outcast. That was a lot of butt mashing. You normally had two people kind of mash on each other, and hopefully one, someone just gets the right angle and hits somebody. So this game definitely is like a lot more better for combat. But this actually brings up a point that I wanted to bring up, and another thing. How did it irritate you guys? I this to me was very irritating that you could slice animals in half and cut limbs off, 
but you would do some brutal attacks to stormtroopers and you could not cut them at all. I didn't even notice that. Yes. So I remember, I knew this was happening beforehand because I remember this game, before this game came out, they specifically said like that they weren't going to allow like human mutilation kind of thing like that. So yeah, you couldn't, you know, decapitate people or cut people in half. But I thought it was weird because some of the moves you do are like slicing people in half and throwing them in the air and then slamming with your lightsaber and kind of like things like that. But it, to me, it was just, it was frustrating. Well, for me, like, animals are better than people, you know? Like, these, these characters are evil. I don't know, all the animals you fight are awful and grotesque. Mm. And, like, the rats? Oh, but I just those mean, in general, time. like, would you rather see an animal killed or an evil person that, like, kills mass amounts of people? Yeah. I think they just really wanted to keep this game M. Yeah. Or, uh, no, no, sorry, teen. Yeah. And it... obviously, too, Star Wars is very PG universe. Yes, true. But I, I do think it's still kind of weird that you're slicing animals in half, but not hmm. humans. A lot flashier. Yeah. But anyway, that's my one random tangent. So I guess we'll wrap this up. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us this week. Uh, we want to give a quick shout out to Curtis. Thank you so much for re- uh, recommending this game for us. And we also want to give a shout out to Amberlynn0728 for the review on iTunes. And to Man Brew Pig for the review on iTunes as well. Uh, we see we have gotten some more reviews, uh, but people who don't write anything, I don't know your names are, so I can't give you a shout out. But thank you all so much who have taken the time to go on iTunes and give us a review. We greatly appreciate it. It gives us more exposure. Uh, if you want to follow us on Facebook, we're at Game Pass Grab Bag. Uh, we also have a PayPal set up there if you feel so inclined to support us. We're, if, you are, if you have any game recommendations, the next couple of weeks we actually have kind of a list of game recommendations from listeners, so... We love it when we get recommendations because it takes the uh, decision-making out of our hands and we can always discover some fun stuff. I'm excited for next week's. I yeah. won't say what it is, but I was I didn't really know what it was and I started playing it and, and I th- think it's good, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you have any game recommendations, you can email us at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com or you can message us on Facebook as well. We'll, we'll take them there as well. Uh, we're at Twitter, GPGBpod, and all sorts of places. Just Google us. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird0952. And I'm on Twitch with the same name. And uh, Keith can go. Come on, Keith. You, I know you, you look bored, but come on. Like, you're going to so say anything interesting. I didn't think you were ever going to stop talking. You yeah. said this every week. Yeah, because every week is the same thing. Uh, I've been Keith. Actually, and, and a special shout out to my nephews, Gavin in particular, just because... I don't know. He told me he loves the podcast. He's family. I know. But he's cool. And he listens to us. So hopefully you're still listening too. Liz, take it away. Um, <laughs> I'm Liz the Noob. I'm like, who am I? I'm Liz the Noob. Gamertag coming on Dean and I'm on Twitter at Liz the Noob. Noob is EW. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, we hope you have a great New Year. Or I guess whenever you're listening to this, it could be Halloween. In that case, have a great Halloween. See you later. We'll see you again next week. <laughs>